We are about ready to rock the roll for an elimination round here in the NASCAR playoffs. Let's go do it. Thanks for the fast car today, guys. Let's fight our butts off. Do the best I can for you out here. So have fun. Be safe. Good luck down there, Austin. Copy that. Thank you, sir. Good luck today, everybody. We got these boys. I'm going to give you everything I got. So, got there for wrong today. Appreciate everything you guys do. It's the green flag flying here at Charlotte Motor Speedway. You got the job, up and up to you. Go left, go left, go left, he's there. Left and right. Three wide here, still three. Front side, here's the stop it. Yep, all stop. We got to do a pass through, Austin. I said we didn't stop well enough. Our actually feels really freaking good. I'm just pissed about all of you. Not a big deal. Beginning of the race. Gathered up, stop, 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 stop. Lock him up there, good ways, be ready. Good call, Bubba. The right front was sealed. The goal of the 41 is just to mess us up the most that he possibly can, just so everybody knows. Just a little bit tight once I get close. A lot of people struggle with that. Keep the rears on you. Keep attacking. There's the green checker. Good job. Three, two, one. Four tires. 99 leaving. 10 away. One punch. One BF. Good man. Stop right here. Turn it in. Watch him turn it in here. Come on. Easy, easy, easy. Come on. Come on, Random. Yep. You're good right there. You're good. Not good, man. Stop in front of me. Three stars over on you. Is it your mark? Take care of your stuff. You're better than 16. Uh, honestly, think uh, our our driver is actually having a good time right now. You lost your ever loving mind. Still down there, and they're tight. Come to a stop. Come to a stop. Okay, come on. Did you piss him off back in the K&N days for him to run you like for 13? For some reason, fucking your friend the piss out of it. Just keep him calm here. You are the leader right now. We're gonna run this out. The green checkered. Nice job. Time to start the third and final stage. Right side, three right side, three right side, three right side. Keep coming, keep coming, keep coming. Left side, left side, left side. All clear, all clear. Got to fight till the end. I need a seven to get the f out of the way. I'm losing my steering man. I need help. I don't have a steering man at all. Get a plan. I won't be able to make it like this. Take all the press and press your hand down the straightaway. We got to keep running, bud. My arms are completely gone, man. Completely gone. Race leader A.J. Allmendinger is playing his last car. Everybody makes their pit stops. Race leader is going to be Chase Elliott. Got about a four-second lead here. Just make it last. We just need to stay where we're at. We can't lose two spots. Daniel Suarez, he is two points below the cut line. Just got the wall. Where'd he hit it? I think coming out of, like, two right there, where that wall sticks out. They're jammed up here. One to two. Damn it, what the f We're gonna take a look at the nose. I mean, the two just drove right in the back of us. Going to the garage here, back up. The tow leak issue has caused bigger problems. Trouble in the chicane on the front stretch. He just dump us. Yes. Be smart here. I was gonna have a little fiesta, I think. Do what you gotta do, man. I got a broken tow leak. Kyle Larson is on pit road and has been for some time. We will be able to make it on point. So do what you got to do to fix the car so we can finish the race. Caution's out. Caution's out. What's this one for? A sign that's in the way. That was the first lead lap car to come to pit road. The 20 puts fresh tires on. Showing us P12 here. Three laps left. Green flag is out. Bailey Florida now moving even. Our door to doors. It looks like Noah Gregson is fun. Lock it down, lock it down. Almondinger's got the advantage on the inside of his hurt three. Still there. Clear, clear, clear. Almondinger gets jumped out of the way by Kevin Harvey. Do what you got to do here. Keep digging. And Chase Elliott, he's been to turn number seven. <laughs> Why am I not surprised? Ridiculous. Chase Briscoe has spun in the back stretch of Cave. Three just wrecked us. Briscoe may have just seen his playoffs go up in smoke. Don't count out Christopher Bell, the ultimate Hail Mary with those fresh tires. No pressure, just do your thing, man. Full course, full course. I think they got a turtle tore up down there on the back. Obviously, the 20 wins were out no matter what. Not as we sit right now, no. It's going to depend on what happens with the 2 and the 14. I need to finish 18th or better or score P23 right now. Two laps to go. Harvick gets the jump at the green flag as they dash to turn one. Still there. Inside. And Bell's going to sweep around. Still there. Clear. They got a big pile up at the rear of the field. The 34 got sent the guy behind him. What a f idiot. Christopher Bell right now praying that there will be no more caution. Austin Cedric spins. He tagged you. Get it going. White flag. This one smooth one here. Keep going, keep going, 20 with, keep passing. 
Slow up. I think we got a flat tire. Check up. Check up. Custer throwing a block right there on everybody. Coming to the checkered flag this time. Here comes Seabell working his way into the next round. We live on, boys. Great job, Bell. That's why you never give up, man. Two points to the good. Good job, everybody. The defending Cup Series champion has been knocked out. Daniel Suarez is out. So is Austin Sendrick and, of course, Alex Bowman. Well, I've said this week, never give up, man. I believe in you. Good job. Welcome to TrackSmack here on TrackSmackRadio.com. Don Hall here for another week. And man, if you thought last week there was a lot of drama, you ain't seen nothing yet. The Roval said, hold my beer, folks. Uh, it was crazy. The Roval was crazy. We'll talk about that in just a second. Uh, but first, I got I to gotta do the intros like I always do. And as always, joining me now is from RaceDaySA.com. They're in Floresville, Texas, right outside of San Antonio. My good friend, Mike Haig. Mike, how are you doing? Doing great. We had the peanut festival this past weekend here in the peanut capital of the world. And uh, it's peanut time. And boy, they had a great crowd down there in downtown Floresville. All the parades and bands and all the food booths and uh, gorditas and all that good stuff to eat. Funnel cakes and rides. And they had it all down there. Petting zoo. And it was just a great Great weekend to be in in peanut country of the world or peanut capital of the world, what I call it down here, Floresville, Texas. <laughs> but um, bunch, you bunch of nuts down there. It's a bunch of nuts. <laughs> I tell you what, we had some great racing this past weekend, Don, and I'm ready to get started talking about it. It's crazy what all this drama that's popped up over the last couple days. <laughs> yeah, it's it has. There's a lot of stuff going to happen during our NASCAR news segment, but. Uh, let's review the Roval we heard there on NASCAR's uh, Radioactive. Uh, Christopher Bell coming away with the finish. And Mike, I don't know about you. I'm okay. Well, you said great, great weekend of racing. I'm going to say I thought the race was horribly. Hor- well, okay, let me easy for me to say. Let me try that again. I thought the race was horrible, boring until the last five laps of the race. Um, I could have done without the entire race and just watched the last five laps. They couldn't pass to save their lives on that track. Um, it was just brutal to watch, in my opinion. But um, the last few laps there, once the sign fell in the <laughs> in the way, and you know, I know it was a topic of discussion on uh, Dale Junior's download this week. On he didn't feel like they should have thrown a caution for that. Then you had a big old chunk of the metal. Um, what was it? Um, what do you call it? Barrier or what? No, what yeah, do you call it? It's like the, the speed sticker. bump thingy thing. Yeah, the bump stop or whatever that. Yeah. No, whatever that's called. Uh, yeah. 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 That thing was that out thing. in the middle of the track. But uh, yeah, we had our current champion uh, not make it, not advance to the next round. Um, yeah. And we're going to hear from Kyle Larson here in a little bit. Uh, like I said, Christopher Bell races his way into the next round. Uh, some other guys that didn't make their way into the next round we'll hear from. And uh, you had Chase Elliott, who was none too happy because that was pretty much Chase Elliott's race to win until he yeah. got spun. <laughs> but um, And then he was kind of ugly there at the end of the race. That was very unchase-like, or was it? Maybe that, I don't know. Um, but pushing away kind of like shoving away the cameraman in the media and stuff yeah and i think that was somebody my understanding i think is that person was from nascar.com i think and they're just down there they're not even like getting audio or whatever but he was i don't know it's like it was just weird that was was just weird unchaste like very unchaste like i guess or again was it we don't know because chase doesn't give us really personality so i don't know maybe is that chase's personality and we just don't know because he doesn't really show any personality well maybe if he started showing more personality the ratings go up even more 
who knows <laughs> who knows but uh but mike so christopher bell you i know you've got some audio from chris uh after the win and uh let's let's hear from it what do you got yeah here's what chris had to say on the front stretch right after the race here we go how about that, Charlotte race fans? Christopher Bell told his team, we live on six walk-off win in NASCAR playoff history. Man, you were seventh before that final caution there, Christopher. At what point did you think, man, we might be able to get this thing done? Oh, man, I don't even know. Whenever I came off pit road and I was the first car with tires, I was just trying to wait and see where I stacked up. And then I saw there were uh, 11 cars that stayed out on old tires and I was the first one on new tires. So, you know, I said, I guess we're going to roll the dice here and see what happens. And, uh, yeah, whenever I got into turn one, my spotter did an amazing job. They all started wrecking and he told me to, to stay tight to the middle. And, uh, and, you know, that kept me out of all the junk in turn one. So just really, really, really proud of everybody on this, uh, this DeWalt team. They, uh, they deserve it, man. We've been trying so hard to get DeWalt in victory lane and we finally got this Camry there. Adam Stevens mentioned to you earlier today, hey, no matter what, we're not going to quit. What does this say about not giving up? Man, you just got to be there at the end of these things. And, you know, I keep watching all these races where the fastest car doesn't always win. And there's, it's been no secret that road courses have not been our strength this year. But uh, we were just there at the right time. We, uh, we, we obviously weren't in position to win. We rolled the dice. We gambled. And uh, it paid off for us. You were the best team in the first round. Here in the second round, you get an epic win to advance to the round of eight. How dangerous, Christopher, can this team be? I feel really good about it, that's for sure. So I, I knew that the whole time going into the second round of the playoffs that uh, this was the troublemaker. With Talladega and then the road course being in here, whenever we weren't strong on the road courses, I was really nervous about this round. And, you know, I felt good about Texas. And then whenever we got out of there with no points, I, I thought it was going to be a really tough road, and, and it was a really tough road, but uh, there was an end to it. How about that, guys? Christopher Bell, a walk-off win. Joe Gibbs Racing and Bell advancing to the round of eight. And Donnie gets that walk-off win over Kevin Harvick, who finished second, and Kyle Busch was third. A.J. Allmendinger finished fourth. He had a great finish there, and Justin Haley, a great finish in fifth. Uh, the other Christopher, Chris Busher, <laughs> <laughs> he finished a uh, strong six. The Bubba Wallace was in seventh. He had a good, good uh, finish there. Uh, Tyler Redrick was eight. Chase Briscoe was nine. We're going to hear from him in just a second. And Austin Dillon uh, finished in the uh, tenth spot. And uh, looking down the field, and man, um, Ross Chastain got Chastain uh, in thirty seventh place there, <laughs> and and uh, Suarez thirty sixth place. So the so the, the teammates there, they didn't do very well there at the finish. And then Kyle Larson was 35th. We'll hear from him in a minute. But I'm looking at this last guy, Don. His last name, I guess, is Dan Daniel, D-A-N-I-I-L, capital K-V-Y-A-T. Who the hell was that? I don't know. He only, he only he drove a Toyota, the number 33. And uh says he dropped out of the race because of engine problems on the 17th lap. So I saw that. I was like, who the hell was that? I don't even remember them talking about that guy. <laughs> well, neither do I, to be honest with you. So, <laughs> we'll have to look, at, look that one up. I don't know where he came from. Uh, <laughs> Interesting. Like yeah. a fan that runs out onto the field. It's just some random person entered it. <laughs> so, like that, uh, maybe it's like that guy that... uh Ran out the other day on the um, NFL game, and those guys tackled him. Boy, they put laid his ass out. He had a, a concussion, which yeah. he deserves. He deserves to have a broken neck is what he deserves. Idiot. Anyway. That, that okay. was crazy. Anyway, back to racing. <laughs> <laughs> that was just silliness. So, um, yeah. So, you know, and, and you mentioned that about Ross Chastain and them. And yet, you know, earlier in the race, he was doing really, really well and was up there. So, um, I know Suarez had, you know, didn't have a great day, but that's because he basically lost his power steering in his car. Yeah. Um, and he, he was wheeling that thing around there. And I mean, you could just hear there was a couple of times that they played in car audio of him and, you know, he's kind of, I don't want to say screaming, but he was hollering out, but it was just, the frust frustration, but more of aggravation, I think, but painful aggravation. Cause I mean, it was taking yeah. a toll on him. So, well, actually let's, let, if you want to go ahead and I can rearrange this here and we'll go oh, and sure. what you're talking about and then we'll come back to chase. But yeah, you talking about pain, this guy, 
no power steering in the car, Don. And man, imagine that. Yeah. So here's here's what he had to say. This is kind of wild here. And let's start, Marty, with where that began for Suarez. So much to unpack here. You were tightly fighting the seven car for position on track, and then the power steering, I noticed as I was listening, went away. Were they related, those two things? Oh my, just by doing this, my elbows. <laughs> um, you know, yes, I know. My, my steering, I, I was already feeling a vibration. Obviously, you know, once the engine gets hotter, uh, the rack that, they, that we call gets hotter, and then the seals break, and then all the fluid goes out. Which is exactly what happened. Yeah, the same. He he didn't. He wasn't driving very smart today, and uh, he was blocking me and and doing all different things that I could have wrecked him like two or three times. I don't know why he was doing that, but um, yeah, my engine. And when I say got warm, it got to two fifty. Like it's not warm; it's just warmer, and that made the steering go away quicker. But that shouldn't happen anyway. It just, you know, definitely the fact that it got a little bit warmer. It just didn't help the situation with the steering. Daniel, when you knew that you were going to lose power assist 100%, what did you tell yourself mentally, and then how in the world did you do it physically? I got to tell you something. I'm the only driver in the field that could have finished that race the way my car was. Like, my my, my arms are completely destroyed. I have never felt like this in my life. My shoulder is very bad. My, my hands destroyed. It was tough. It was very, very tough, you know. Um, we did what we needed to do in the first half of the race, getting stage points and everything, but... You know, once we we lost the steering, it was pretty much just, you know, hoping for a little bit of luck, which, you know, we almost got it right there at the end. But, you know, it, it, it's difficult to just relate in luck 100%. Uh, it's what it is. You know, we, we have to continue to get better. I think we are the only car that actually had the steering issues. So maybe it's something that we did. Uh, I don't want to say it's a crappy part because I was the only one that had the problem. But, um you know, we have to come back to a shop and, you know, look what went wrong and trying to get her better. And I'm told this could be about the worst place for it to happen, infield flat. But when you hit the banking, all the forces are tugging against you. Honestly, it was very, very bad in the, everywhere, everywhere. I mean, there were a couple of times, actually more than a couple of times, I was just screaming. Just, I just need to get it out. I mean, I was, it was for sure the most difficult race I have had in my life. But I wasn't going to give up. Uh, I needed to keep pushing and, you know, waiting for, <laughs> for a little bit of luck. Unfortunately, it didn't happen, but um, it was very unfortunate to to get out of, out of the round because of an issue. I mean, I feel like if we were having a normal race the way we were having it in the first half, we we're going to be plenty good, just like the 24. But um, it's what it is. We have to continue to to keep our, our, our you know our head high and uh, and uh, continue to see forward. And your thoughts, Daniel, on now being eliminated from the playoffs in 22? Yeah, it's sad. I felt that, like I said, I felt like it was going to be an easy transfer in a road course, being 12 points above and then getting a lot of stage points. In my mind, you know, we're already, I mean, I, I think at stage three, we started 18 points above. So it was going to be easy, really, unless we had an issue. And unfortunately, we had an issue. Daniel Suarez, so strong this year. Uh, first time winner, a lot of things to check the boxes. Unfortunately, is no longer in the playoffs, Marty, after a very heroic run this afternoon. Yeah, Don, and that was really the the sad part of all that. I mean, you could just see him in the video there. He was just crushed, just defeated. I mean, he he really, really wanted to advance. And I really was hoping to see him, you know, make the round of eight because I thought he definitely deserved to be there. Yeah, I definitely did. And uh, two points. A, I was wrong. Uh, he he did scream. He is he said he screamed. So um, so he did scream. And then B. Did you hear the way he said road course? He no. rolled his, you know, he's, rolled his R's. yeah, he rolled the R. So I might have to go back and, and find that and, and get it and play it here. Cause that's, it made road course just sound so cool. I don't yeah. know. So road course. <laughs> anyway. So uh, he's had a good season. So maybe the, you know, what he, he can take what he learned this year and apply it next year and, you know, get a championship out of it. You never know. I mean, he had a good season so far and hopefully it'll carry over in 2023. Yeah. Well, you talked about him being eliminated. Uh, the guys moving on, the guys that will be your eight um, going on will be Chase Elliott, Denny Hamlin, Joey Logano, Ross Chastain, William Byron, Christopher Bell, Ryan Blaney, 
and Chase Briscoe. And Chase Briscoe, I know you have some audio from, uh, so we can go ahead and play that here. But I was just going to say, those eight names, if you were to pick at the beginning of the season, out of those eight, Mike, how many guys out of those eight do you think you would have picked that would be in in the top eight? Well, definitely uh, Chase uh, Elliott. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely Joey. Um Blaney for sure, probably uh, definitely Denny, um, uh, probably William Byron. But uh, the my the surprises this year was uh, Ross Chastain and um, and Briscoe and and um, Christopher Bell. Those are probably the three that surprised me that you know, you, you know even made the playoffs. If you were told me that at the beginning of the year that that was going to happen, I probably would say no, nah, I don't think so. I mean, but. Uh, uh, I like the eight that's that's left. There's there's a lot of competitive drivers there, and um, you know it, it's going to be uh, interesting to see how it plays out when they go to these next few tracks and see um, how they they finish and who moves on and who doesn't. Yep, for sure. So, uh, oh, I like it. I'm I, I don't know about you, but I like what what I see. I just hated to see Kyle Larson and Suarez, you know, drop out. Um, that's what I I, I, I kind of think. Yeah. Well, let's hear from Chase Briscoe and then we'll hear from Kyle Larson. Okay. So here's what Chase Briscoe had to say after the race. Here we go. He finished ninth, but it was just enough. Chase, can you tell us how do you even process, you know, do what you got to do and race and try to find your way to the playoff, uh, getting through here at the end of these races? Yeah, it was, uh, man, what a wild day. I told my guys before we even took the, the initial green of the race, there's a difference between thinking we can move on and knowing we can move on. And I knew that we could move on. This team just uh, never gives up. I told him I was never going to give up, and uh, it took every bit of it there at the end, you know, to be easily in. Then that debris caution comes out, and, you know, still thought we had a really good shot at making it in and get wrecked on the back stretch and just crazy at the end of these races, especially the road course race, just how much can change so quickly. So, yeah, I had no idea we were even going to have a shot. I mean, truthfully, I was kind of knew that we were probably out, and I saw the two wreck, and I was like, oh, well, maybe there's still a chance. And we had so much pressure tires and everybody johnny pumped them way up to qualifying pressures and this let me go attack and kind of have the ball in my hands so yeah just uh, super proud of this race team uh pretty cool day for performance racing school they're based right here at charlotte motor speedway at the oval so got a lot of laps around this place in those cars and uh yeah just really cool day and uh looking forward to the round of eight it's a lot of really really good racetracks for me and if we can get to phoenix we know we got a good car there too so yeah just uh, overall awesome day proud of my team and uh yeah just move on and I'm thinking this road course thing for a kid that started out on the sprint cars and a dirt track, uh, not bad uh, attainment for you on this type. Yeah, it's 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 weird how it seems like dirt guys, especially sprint car guys, you know, you look at Jeff Gordon, Tony Stewart, Larson, uh, Bell, obviously, a lot of the sprint car guys, it's just you're such, you know, slipping and sliding so much, you got more power than you can typically put down. It's it's really similar to sprint cars. So, yeah, the, the sprint car background, I think, definitely helps whenever you come to a place like this. And, uh, yeah, cool to see a sprint car guy win and another one move on in the playoffs. Chase Briscoe fans uh, unite and love to celebrate this guy. He'll move on to the round of eight. And, Don, you know, uh, thinking about Chase and, and some of these other guys, uh, I was listening to a bunch of interviews over the weekend. You just different things. And I kept hearing, if I only would have done better at Texas, you know, Texas, that, that, that Texas race played a pivotal part in some of these guys not making it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And, you know, it's funny, Mike, because we you hear from Briscoe who secured his spot. Um, and I've got to go back and look from the time that we are recording. I haven't seen anything updated yet, but NASCAR is going to look at the final lap uh, because there was a little bit of controversy on how Chase Briscoe made his way in. Um, uh, some folks out there a little upset at his teammate Cole Custer uh, because Cole Custer basically, um, if I'm not mistaken, he had slowed down kind of like back there on the back stretch during the final lap. Yeah. And it let several cars get around him. And that also in the process helped teammate Chase Briscoe secure a spot in the round of eight by just two points over Kyle Larson. So I know NASCAR was going to take a look at that to, to see um, how exactly that all went down, but kind, you know, a little bit of controversy there with it. And I tell you, and we'll talk a little bit more about this in the NASCAR news segment, but um uh, Lots of stuff involving Stuart Haas racing and their teams. And uh, Tony Stewart, uh, according to some reports this week, none too happy with NASCAR himself. We'll we'll talk about more of that in the NASCAR news segment. But you can just chalk this one up 
one more Stuart Haas racing incident um, or issue, I should say. Yeah, Tony was a little hot under the collar, so uh, we'll definitely come back to that because he had some pretty harsh words to say. Yes, he did. Um, but, all right, so, but like we said, whether or not there there was an issue there, Kyle Larson was knocked out by two points uh, by Chase Briscoe, and you've got Kyle Larson's reaction after the race. Okay, and here's what he said. That Kyle Larson, the defending champ, won't go after another championship. Misses the next round by two points. Five laps down after a broken toe link. You guys got it fixed, though. And at that point, crew chief Cliff Daniels had said, by the information I have, we're good. That's before the chaos ensued. At what point were you worried? Uh, as soon as I hit the wall. Um, so, yeah, just, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just you give up that many spots. You know that you're going to be close. Um, and then, you know, the, the caution there. So, yeah, just, uh you know, I just made way too many mistakes all year long and, um, you know, made another one today and, and ultimately cost us a opportunity to go chase uh, another championship. So just extremely, you know, mad at myself and uh, you let the let the team down um, a number of times this year and and let them down in a big way today. So um, you know, we'll keep fighting. We'll, we'll come back stronger and, and I'll definitely come back stronger and smarter, um, you know, make better moves out there and um just just mad at myself so um bummer but uh just gotta move on seems like you take a lot of blame for this how do you make it up to the team yeah just go you know go race hard um you know there's there's no definitely no other person to blame but myself um for today so um i feel like our team put ourselves in position uh, as well as we could on points today and got as many stage points as we could it was I think plus 27 or eight at the time when I, you know, screwed up. So just for no reason either. Um, I, I wasn't even pushing that hard at, at that moment and, and got loose and caught me off guard. So um, just, yeah, I just got to keep working on my craft, um, just be better and, and make a lot less mistakes. You know, I, like I said, I made, I've made way too many mistakes this whole year and you can't win a championship like that. So um yeah, no surprise that I made another mistake today and, and took us out of contention. And there you go, Don. He, uh, like Suarez, he was real dejected and and down and um, not very happy. Okay. Yeah, no, definitely not. Well, um, Mike, this I think this is going to be a good segue into our NASCAR news and notes segment. One thing that will make Kyle Larson happy is, uh, according to some reports, he got the go-ahead today from Rick Hendrick. He has the green light from Rick Hendrick to uh, do a doubleheader if he gets, uh, if he can be in a competitive, finding a competitive IndyCar ride, he has permission to do the Coke 600 and the Indy 500. We may have multiple guys doing this, Mike, next season. That would be great. And, um, Mike, I want to correct myself because again, I was wrong. Uh, NASCAR, <laughs> NASCAR did, uh, come out with a ruling on that, um, on the Cole Custer thing. Uh, they came out with it early, I guess, late yesterday. And I'm an idiot and just didn't see, I did see it because I retweeted it. I just didn't remember, but, um, they penalized Cole Custer and the 41 SHR team and base. And it was a, a big time penalty. Um, Custer and the number 41 crew chief, Michael Shiplett were each fined a hundred thousand dollars and Shiplett was suspended indefinitely. Uh, competition officials also issued a 50 point deduction to Custer and the team and their respective driver and owner standings. Um, Greg Zipadelli, who of course is the competition uh, chief officer there at Stuart Haas racing said that they are going to appeal um, again, what's so weird, Mike is, and this is what kind of screws things up, I guess, for NASCAR is they go back, they look at it. They feel that there is a, a penalty. Um, mm -hmm. and, and again, I'm kind of reading through the article as I'm talking, but Scott Miller, NASCAR's senior VP of competition said Briscoe had qualified for the playoffs round of eight without the benefit of Custer's block. But he also said the analysis of the car's data combined the, um, uh, with the nature of Shiplett's uh, directives from the number 41 pit box forced NASCAR officials to step in. When we got to the audio and had the crew chief telling the driver that I think you got a flat tire, check up, check up, check up. 
when he couldn't even see the car or have any idea whatsoever that the car might have a flat. Obviously pretty telling as to what went on there, Miller said. So to me, they're saying that it didn't affect Briscoe's getting in. And yet then they turn around and say, but then him doing that, you know, it was very obvious that that's what he was trying to do. So what what do you feel about that, Mike? I mean, do you feel like they're trying? Be I, I guess basically yeah. why what I'm what I'm saying is is they could have come back and rescinded that and 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 penalized Briscoe for it, yeah, and, as well, and 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 advance Kyle Larson. Do you think that that would have been the wrong decision to make? I don't know. You know, it's it's there's so much gray area there. What to do? What not to do? Um, I'm kind of torn, you know, run down the middle here. It's, it's, these calls are hard to make. And did it really affect him or did it not affect him? I mean, well, we've had, you know, I guess we're going to have to go back and look through the history because there's been things that have gone on like that where somebody has spun or, or whatever and NASCAR is penalized. But, or, you know, I start thinking of other things. I'm like, could you, could you make them both eligible and let them race this race and then el- eliminate one of them out of this race then, you know, yeah, uh, have like a contingency plan or. Yeah. Or, or, or I guess what they could do is consolation race. <laughs> well, I think what they could have done, Mike, and maybe this is, I didn't finish reading the article, but I remember during the broadcast, them saying if it came down to a tie that Briscoe would have won the tiebreaker between the two of them. Um, for their finishes in this because they I guess the tiebreaker goes to the person who finishes the highest throughout this round I think yeah. is how it is so he would have he still would have gotten that okay uh, if they would have tied so I guess mm-hmm. maybe I really need to go back and look at the footage too again and see before I make a final judgment on that because I don't know I mean but see this is two weeks in a row or is it two weeks in a row it may not be two, two weeks in a row but it's Two a, times now in the playoffs where NASCAR has penalized and it's a big penalty. Yeah. But then instead of like just throwing it down all the way, you know, because when they did this a couple of weeks ago with um, who was it that they did? Was it Christopher Bell? No, it wasn't. No, Christopher was, Bell. It, um, was it Byron? No. no was, was it William Byron? No, it wasn't William Byron. Who was it? Um, Maybe it was William Byron. I can't even think. But remember, they penalized him. But then they went back and they took away the penalty, but they increased his fine. Yeah. It's like. We talked about that last week, I think. Yeah. It's like, okay, but you're still. So you're saying he was wrong. Yeah. (laughs) But I don't know. It's just, it's so all over the place. It really is. And Mike, that leads us. Well, that just. That just leads to go going back to what we said before about NASCAR being inconsi- consistently inconsistent on their rulings and stuff, and it confuses the fans. I think and that's the the part that ticks ticks the fans off, and and then you know a lot of fans don't understand the reasons behind these calls, and they think that's my driver. They're picking on him, you know, and so. Well, and that goes into another part of our NASCAR news right now. Um, and I'm going to read a tweet courtesy of uh, Bob Pockris that NASCAR had um, uh, has amended the rules on appeals to allow more people on both sides to present their case. It allows for multiple NASCAR officials to present NASCAR side. So basically, <laughs> you know, yeah. you're allowing more people, but basically it's NASCAR allowing more people on their side to present the appeals case because I guess they were kind of losing some appeals cases. Yeah, I think so. And um, but the more eyes that are on the um, on the on the actual action, the more people that see it, maybe the better the calls will be. Maybe they need to increase the amount of officials and stuff like that that are looking for things. I know everything's been cut back over the last few years, and I'm not sure if there's they've cut back on officials or not. But something to consider um, could be a, 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 a you know a problem or an issue there. Well. Uh, but we talked about Tony Stewart. I mean, he is livid, Mike. Uh, yeah. I mean, you were talking about, you know, the article. I know it's uh, Jenna Fryer, I think. Uh, well, actually, no, it wasn't. It was uh, Stephen Hawkins. Didn't Stephen oh, that, Hawkins? Yeah, that's the he's the AP writer from uh, Fort Worth and Dallas area. Yeah, yeah. So uh, he did the article, but um, wow. Well, I can reckon to read it. I've got the quote. 
Okay, yeah. This is Tony Stewart to the Associated Press. I'm so mad at NASCAR right now. I'm not talking about it. If it weren't for the fact that I've got a couple of appearances that I make that I have to make, I wouldn't be in another NASCAR race for the rest of the year. Wouldn't waste my time. <laughs> so, wow. And I wonder, you know, we go back to Eldora and the whole thing there. There, there was rumors and speculation that Tony had had a falling out with NASCAR about that. That's why they're not coming. They haven't been back in, in a while now. And, and uh, I just wonder, you know, um, what Tony's relationship really is. I mean, <laughs> with NASCAR right now. Yeah. Well, I mean, reading that article and some of the stuff there, it, um, very interesting. You know, there's a lot of things going on. There was a lot of big news. You and I had a discussion last week, you know, we were discussing all of this, like where all of a sudden all these complaints started coming from. And I mean, Mike, it's just like, there is a lot of shit that I think just things have been kind of kept under the surface. And now all the shit's between Dale Jr. talking on his download this week about how the charters and all that stuff that he's kind of rethinking. And let me read that quote. That's Adam Stern posted that on Twitter. And I'm not sure where this came from. Let me see if I can. I think it's from the download. It was during that. He was talking about it to Mike Davies. Dirty, dirty Mo Media, Dale Jr. download. He said, Dale Jr. on TV money dispute. It made me go. I need to wait and pause. I don't want to buy this charter now because it is not a successful business venture. Everyone is, is wondering that. 28 to 30 million charter value valuation is real or a bubble. Yeah. And I mean, they kind of went through, they went back and forth on, you know, did they think that things would um, go back down or, and basically junior was saying that he had an opportunity to buy in or they had the opportunity to buy in just a few months ago at Mm -hmm. like $6 million. (laughs) And now it's over $30 million. Um, and there's, and like he says during his, his, um, download, there's really only one charter available, like right now, there's really only one. And so the person that has that has all the power. Um, I mean, they can pretty much ask what they want. And so he's saying, you know, and there's not really a lot of negotiations that can go, you know, they were talking about that between the RTA and, and NASCAR and stuff. And, it basically came out that, I mean, NASCAR's got all the cards. I mean, they hold all the cards, but like, like Dale said, and, and I said this to you last week, I don't ever yeah. see there being a holdout or anything because both parties yeah. need each other too much. There's never going to be anything like that, but it just makes you wonder because Mike brought up some good points. He said, you know, Dale kept looking at it like it's too expensive for me to try to get in it. You know, I'm, I would lose money. Everybody says that they're losing money. So I'm rethinking this. But then Mike's on the other hand going, but if the charters are limited, that's going to make more people want them. So it's going to make the price increase even more. So wouldn't you want to get in while you can? Yeah. I mean, so there's, but like he said, you know, it's not his $30 million that he's out there talking about. So it's easier said than done. So get in, get in while the getting's good. (laughs) Right. Right. So, uh, it's all very interesting. And I understand, like you said this week, I haven't heard the, Dale Jr. download this week, but I need to go listen to it. That be something I'll do tomorrow when, when I get a chance. But uh, I understand that it's, it was a huge topic on the show. Mm-hmm. So. I've only gotten halfway through. Ben Kennedy is on is is on the show, and I haven't even heard. I mean, I haven't even gotten to that part yet. Um, so, and by the way, I did go back and listen to Christopher. Wasn't uh, that good? Wasn't that a great? Yeah, it was. That was a fun. That was a definitely a fun podcast. And stories, and if you like. Dale Senior stories, the one they, the guy they had on last week, the baseball player uh, manager guy, his name was Ned somebody. I shouldn't, should, that's a really good one. This guy was real close friends with Dale Senior. And man, he told some great stories. So you, you got to go listen to that one, Don, if you haven't anybody else listening to our show right now. Um, check that one out. It's, there's a lot of, Dale's senior history that was brought up stories that were never told before and that were funny. <laughs> oh, I'll have to go listen to that one. Yeah, yeah for sure. Great, great, hunt, great, great hunting stories. Uh, <laughs> Mike, one of the other big stories to break uh, here in the last 24 hours. And again, um, I'm doing this courtesy of, uh, well, Bob Pockers and others, but I saw Adam Stern report it 
first. Um, NASCAR will pay for the next uh, next gen car update, including buying the initial new parts for the teams, um, a departure from its usual procedure. And so they will be paying for all of that, which that's going to be a huge help for a lot of these. Oh, that was something, though, that during the download. Okay. And again, you got to go listen. We're huge fans. But one of the things that Dale talks about that I haven't read. So NASCAR had all the drivers together in a driver's in the driver meeting. this And they had a presentation to make on some of the test results and some of the things that they're going to be doing. They didn't even get halfway through. They didn't get finished with it. So there was all sorts of, sh- of you know, piss and vinegar going on in there because he's like, you can't get us all in a room, you know, because you'll get people that are pissed or want questions and this and this. And I'm sitting here the whole time listening. I'm driving home from work and I'm like, don't these people know like what Zoom is? Couldn't they have a Zoom meeting NASCAR do the presentation on there with the drivers why does it have to be on Sunday during the driver's meeting? But basically, Mike, they didn't even get through all of it. NASCAR <laughs> didn't even get to present all of their stuff. So, like, there's just, I don't know. It, it was just crazy. Kyle Larson came out of it basically something about saying that after looking at everything, that there's no way that this car is is safer. Uh, it's nowhere near as safe as the old car was. And it's like, okay, that's kind of a con- controversial thing to say because, but again, they didn't they didn't even get through the whole presentation. So they don't know what NASCAR's doing, what they're not, what they're planning on doing. It, it was just yeah. a hot mess. A hot that's, that's crazy. <laughs> wow. They should have a zoom meeting would be a perfect thing to do. When right. everybody on there and and then they have questions, they can ask their questions and hopefully get an answer. But I don't know. <laughs> Well, another big thing to come out this week was Lee Spencer um, broke the news and and it hasn't been nothing else has been confirmed nor denied. But Lee Spencer broke the news of Tyler Reddick that apparently his contract, his RCR contract for next year has been bought out by 2311 and he will go racing for them next year. Then we hear that I I kind of figured that would happen. Yeah. Then we hear that Denny Hamlin. Um, said there'd be a Kurt Busch update this week. Bush has a news conference scheduled for Saturday morning at Las Vegas, which of course is the Bush brothers hometown. Um, and how much, uh, how much you want to bet he's stepping away from the sport? I just, it, you know, that's what a lot of the speculation is, is, is that he's going to go ahead and, but I would hate that. And it just seems so unKurt Bush like to, to do that, to go out on these terms. Um, it it just makes you wonder, like, does he have somebody else talking to him about going somewhere else? Well, you might. Because, you know, if he goes somewhere, Monster is going to go with him. I mean, they've been with him for a long time. I have a feeling that sponsorship would go with him. I kind of thought the Monster sponsorship would go with Gibbs, you know, or on the, with, with Ty. See, I don't know because they're with Kurt. You know that Kurt's been a sponsor of theirs for, a, or, or a, you know, driving for them for a long time. So um, that's an interesting deal there. So um, I Ty's, a, Ty's a young guy. I can see him being a better fit for the product than an older guy like Kurt. You know, trying to check the younger audience. I don't know something something to think about. Well, you know, Kurt still hasn't announced. And who knows? You know, Kurt was sitting there talking about coming back. Who knows? Saturday could have been him discussed saying that he's coming back to race at Phoenix. That's Um, true. You know, that was one of the things because he's been teasing it here uh, over the last few weeks. But we do know now, Mike, uh, today it broke that Alex Bowman announced he will miss the next three races uh, because of his concussion protocol still that he is under. Uh, Noah Gregson will continue to drive the number 48 car. And Mike, all I know is that why even come back then? I mean, why just no. say you're, you're out the rest of the season. I mean, there's no uh, coming back. That's probably what's going to happen with with uh, Alex. I would yeah. be willing to bet he won't be back in the, in the car this year, which, which is probably good, you know, go get go, go get healed up and healthy and everything. And, 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 get you know do some physical therapy and everything you need to do to get your body back to what it's supposed to be and come back strong in 2023 so hopefully he'll be okay uh, with that uh, concussion and all 
the only other things that I have is I know NASCAR said that their 2024 schedule that they are putting together is going to be one of their more uh, aggressive schedules that they've ever had, uh, which is very interesting. And then, Mike, we hear today that NASCAR, depending on how things go in Chicago next year on the street race, they are extremely interested in having a street race in the Big Apple in New York City. I think that'd be awesome. Can you imagine the cars going down, you know, by Times Square and all that? You know, yeah, going down Fifth Avenue and everything, Broadway or, or something. You know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Boy, that would be a really cool uh, event for the, you know New York City, and uh, what a destination place to go to for have a race. And uh, boy, the crowd would probably be the largest crowd ever for a NASCAR race lying in the streets. I mean, it'd be hard to judge how many people. And then have, well, how do you how do you do that? I mean, you know, you block off certain areas, put up grandstands, or 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 you just let people just come um, see the race. I mean, well, we're gonna find out how they do it in Chicago. But dude, okay, so as lame, you know me, I'm lame, so I got to come up with the lame ideas. If that happens, somebody has got to like a cab company has got to come out and sponsor a car and make a car look like a cab and race. <laughs> I think they ought to have a cab as the pace car. Oh, even better. <laughs> yeah. One of those old ones was like, you know, like a, those old, uh, like 56 Chevy or 57 Chevy or something, you know, or Ford or something, you know. With I'm the still old, waiting for the Wienermobile with, to be a the, pace car. With, with, the, with the fins. Well, the Wienermobile would be great. We always said that. <laughs> I still want to drive or get, get I know you do. I remember that. That show many many years ago. That was like one of my bucket list things. I want to go. Yeah. I want to go in the blimp in the Goodyear blimp, and I want to go in the Wienermobile. <laughs> this girl doesn't have a lot to ask, but yeah, um, you're, you're pretty easy there. <laughs> so, um, oh, all right, Mike. Well, NHRA news. I we've got a lot, um, including you getting ready to head out there to the Texas Motorplex uh, for some NHRA racing here in. Uh, Ennis, Texas, right outside of uh, uh, the Dallas-Fort Worth area. Yeah, Don, they call it the Stampede of Speed, and they uh, are going to have a huge, well, they've been not, they're going to, they've been having a huge week of uh, all kind of events, and uh, I think they're having, is see, we're recording on a Wednesday, Wednesday night, this is the Champions Dinner Night uh, at the uh, at the track, and they have a pro <laughs> pro-imitational at six and they have a, like a champion's dinner with all the past champions that have won out there. It was a really nice event. They had tomorrow, the, the fan fest is held down in Wachahatchee. They got sportsman qualifying. Then the pro qualifying is Friday, Saturday, and Sunday or Friday and Saturday in the final round on Sunday. Now the weather is going to be great this weekend, except for the forecast for Sunday. It's a little iffy. There's calling for a 50% chance of rain <laughs> throughout the day. Hopefully it'll be later in the day. Hopefully we can get the race in. But um, I have some audio from two drivers who won the last two, uh, well, the last race at uh, St. Louis. They're both Texan drivers. Uh, first one is Steve Torrance, and then we'll hear from Erica Enders. So here's uh, what Steve Torrance had to say about racing in Big D Dallas. Here we go. Oh, man, it's going to be fun. Uh, kind of. Because of everybody from Capco and all my friends and family and everything. And I mean, Dallas is a great racetrack for us. We've done well there in the past, but you have a lot of, a lot of people that you haven't seen all year long, a lot of people rooting for you. And so we're going to go there with a lot of support. And I know that it's going to be a big weekend for us. Uh, but I'm thankful that we have some time off. I'm going to get to, to kind of, this has been a three way race swing and it's been hectic, you know, and so we're going to get a weekend off and then we'll roll into Dallas ready to go. Billy Meyer and, and all the people at the Texas Motorplex have done a great job with that facility, and I look forward to uh, going there and running well. Uh, the one thing we may have to battle with is heat. It's uh, This has been very nice. This has been a great place to be, uh, 50s in the mornings or whatever it is. If, you know, we won't be that we won't be that cool until December at home, but uh, I look forward to it, and I like to race there, and it's just a fun place for us. And, Don, he is only – Steve, you know, he's a four-time champion from Kilgore, Texas, which is East Texas there just east of Dallas a little ways in. He is a four-time uh, champion. He's not in the points lead this year. He's in second place. Uh, Justin Ashley is out front with 23.05, and Steve's got 22.91. I think that's 14-point spread, I believe, if I did the math right. And um, he's behind there in the standings. But, uh, man, that there's there's a tight race there between um, 
Justin Ashley, Steve Torrance, and Brittany Forrest, and then another driver named Mike Salinas. Uh, for the those are like the top four that are going for the championship. Once they race at Texas, they go to Las Vegas. Then they end the season in Pomona, California, at the Winter Nationals. So uh, it's coming down to the wire here, and it's going to be good. And Justin Ashley won last year in top fuel. So, um, but this is Steve's home track. So I kind of think my money's on Steve Torrance because he just won this last race, and he's coming on strong. And I think he's my pick for the win for top fuel this year. <laughs> Well, we'll have to see. And then, and when Steve wins, uh, we haven't done the horn thing in a while. The train. Oh horn. yeah. The train horn. Yeah. Yeah. We got to do, I have it somewhere. So we'll have to, we'll have to do the train horn here. If he wins at Texas. I'll do it. I'll okay. play it. I'll play it for the nugget. Perfect. That'll work. All right. <laughs> All right. And then we also heard from, uh, Erica Enders. Um, she's, uh, runs in pro stock and Erica, as we know, is from Houston and, She's um, also, uh, I think, a four-time champion, and she uh, has got a huge point lead right now. But let me hear, let me play what she had to say about racing. That now this is her home track since the track in Houston closed at the Texas Motorplex in Dallas. Here we go. I love our chances in Dallas, and you know, as as Matt was mentioning, Billy Meyer and the guys that run the track. Um, you know, Courtney and I being from Houston, it's just four hours up the road. So we grew up junior drag racing there. So I've been racing there for over 30 years and um, just a, just a really great facility. And I'm excited to go back because the, it's only two hours from our shop. So it's a hometown race for everybody in Oklahoma. And then everybody obviously comes up from Houston. And so our goal is to, uh, to get a cowboy hat and a belt buckle and ride out West. <laughs> and she's hoping to ride out West and Dawn, she rides into Texas on her, uh, Red uh, melling uh, Chevrolet uh, horse, you might say, um, with all the horsepower she has in that that Pro Stock Chevy uh, Camaro. Dawn, she's got a hundred and twenty point lead over Aaron Stanfield in the standings, and she's pretty much dominating the class. If she, you know, wins again, it, she will all but pretty much seal up the, the the championship going into Vegas and then Pomona. Uh, there is a points and a half race, I think, at the last one in Pomona, so. She could lose it, but um, as strong as she's running right now, I doubt that she'll uh, get knocked out in the first round or anything. So I kind of expect Erica to do really well this weekend. Um, Friday night, uh, on Friday, the qualifying is at 2 and 7, and they're saying the, the night session on Friday night, the second qualifying session at 7, the temperatures are going to be rather you know, good, uh, low temperatures, not a lot of wind. We could have some record runs um, and new world records set on that track out there this weekend. So should be a lot of fun. Uh, you and your son are going to be out there covering it, correct? Yeah, we're going to be there Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And um, so look for all the stories. And uh, we're going to do uh, some feature stories on Friday. And then we'll have the race story. And then we'll find some other stuff to write about. Um, there's plenty, plenty going on. And like I said, the weather looks great Saturday and, and Friday. Sunday's a little iffy right now, depending on when that front comes in and how much rain we get. But hopefully uh, it'll be later in the day. It's happened before. I mean, I've seen that race get over, and an hour later, the bottom falls out out there. Yeah. So um, it's always this time of year that these fronts come in, and sometimes there's some pretty bad weather, too, associated with it. We didn't even have any rain in the forecast the other day, and it just started raining here out of nowhere. So, um, but yeah, now I'm about an hour, and my directions are horrible, but I'm just going to say north. I, I definitely know I'm north. I don't know which direction, yeah. if I'm northeast or northwest from the track, but I know that the track is definitely south, because the track is south of Dallas. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's like uh, between Wachahatchee and Ennis. Yeah, is it southeast? Is that what it would be, or is uh, it yeah, southeast? You might say southeast of, southeast. of the Dallas Fort Worth Metroplex, and I am about an hour north, northeast, I think, from Dallas. It's about a thirty-five, forty-minute drive from downtown. So, if you're what an hour from downtown, uh, for me, yeah, yeah, at least that, if not more. So you'd be like almost a two-hour drive for you if you came down. Yeah. Um, let me see. I can actually look it up. I I mean, if you were to look on a map where I am at my little town, I live in Anna, Texas. I am between the two big towns that I am between would be McKinney and Sherman. And I'm basically equal distance between the two. Um, and then like if you look at a map, Sherman is basically 
on the border of Texas and Oklahoma. So I'm right up to God. I don't know what the hell I was thinking because I am not like, you know, half my family is from Oklahoma. My mother's from there. And being a Texas fan, I am definitely it's like, ooh, Oklahoma. ooh. Could I be any closer to Oklahoma? I don't. <laughs> so you were so you were happy with the Red River shootout last weekend. Huh? Oh, my God. <laughs> was that great or what? <laughs> if you're okay, so long, was, if you're a Longhorn fan. <laughs> oh, my God. It wasn't even a game like it, it was just it was so bad. And yet I loved every second of it. It's like, oh, yeah, just keep, you know, normally I'd be like, OK, that's enough. You know, come on. Be, no, run it up. Run that shit up because there's no holding back in the in the Red River shootout. So. Um, and, and we, they've changed it, you know, they've changed it through the years to the shootout that, well, it used to be the Red River shootout. Then it became the Red River rivalry, which every time I try to say that, I feel like Barbara Walters back in the day, the web, 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 web. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard to say Red River rivalry. Uh, yeah, I like the shootout better, but you know, gotta be politically correct here. You know, can't be shooting guns or anything. Yeah, you so. can't be doing that. So, okay. So I was <laughs> going to look, Mike, while I am doing this, while I am looking to see how far I am from the Texas motorplex, um, Vegas, we are going to Vegas this week. Tell me your picks. Who you thinking? <laughs> well, you know, mile and a half track, very similar to Texas, better track than Texas right now. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to go um, looking at who's in the playoffs and everything. I'm going to go Chase Elliott for the win. Mm-hmm. A long shot is Ryan Blaney. And um, my really, really long shot, I'm going to go with um, Michael McDowell. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, Michael, Michael still impresses me this year with his uh, finishes and everything. I think he's still got a chance to get a win. <laughs> yeah, he does. Okay. So I'm going to go... Um, I'm going to go Joey Logano. Um, my long shot, I'm going to say Chris Busher. And my really, really long shot, I know people were like, she's going to say Bubba. No, I'm not picking Bubba anymore because he won. So, gosh, you know what? I'm going to say Suarez. Why not? Yeah. Nothing to lose now. I mean, everything to, so I'll just, I'll just throw that out there. I don't know. That's a hard you know and i'm going i neither one of us picked kyle bush it's his home track oh. you know i mean denny hamlin is the favorite neither one of us picked him um, means kyle or denny will be first or second yeah, or both absolutely. so i'm looking mike and from my house to the racetrack uh to the texas motorplex in ennis uh, the fastest route for me, like if I was to go right now, it's 87 miles from my house. So an hour and 20 minutes. Okay. It's not, not bad. Yeah. Um, so not too bad. An hour and 35 minutes would be the longest um, hour and a half. So it's not too bad. It's, you know, it's not super close, but it's not super far either. So um, definitely doable. Definitely a lot closer than you are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, no, no kidding. Well, for next week, guys, it's going to be a little different. We got a lot going on. Um, so Mike, like I said, Mike and his son, Mike Jr., there, they will, they will be catching you up on everything that they see and cover there at the Texas Motorplex. And also they will be catching you up on everything that is. Uh, that happens in Vegas as well. I have my oldest son's wedding that will be the following weekend. And I'm going to be heading down to San Antonio. We've got a lot of pre-wedding stuff that's going to be going on. Rehearsal dinners and some other things. So uh, Good time. Yeah. So I Always. will not be available next week. So it should be one hell of a podcast because I will not be a part of it. So it'll be a good one. You'll want to make sure that you tune in. Yeah. Big train wreck with me involved. <laughs> we'll see if it's any shorter without me. <laughs> Although oh, this is pretty good. So yeah, we did pretty good tonight. So um, anything else, Mike, that you want to say, talk about? Preview? Just hoping, hoping Steve Torrance blows that train horn this weekend. And Mike, I mean, just the thought of like all that news that we talked about with Kyle Larson and stuff. So so far, we've got Kyle Bush, Kyle Larson. Um, Jimmy Johnson. What other names have we discussed possibly doing the double duty there for, uh, I mean, just those three right there is pretty damn spectacular. If you throw those into the Boy, if all three of them got in and raced with the, with the current group of any car drivers, <laughs> one hell of a race. And 
ratings would be through the roof. For sure. And that's that's just those. I mean, that's not saying there there could still be more out there that decide, hey, exactly. I'm going to I'm going to see what I can what I can swing here. So I love it. I absolutely love it. I, I'd love to see more of it. So uh, anyway. All right, Mike. Well, if there's nothing else, then I guess I'm going to get you out of here early tonight. All right. You guys have a great weekend and a great. Yeah. Oh, my God, you scared me. <laughs> And uh, I'll catch up with you here in two weeks. Make sure you check in next week with Mike and uh, Michael as well. Talk to you soon. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.